You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Now, one of the key takeouts from the recent economic reconstruction and recovery plan is the focus on local content. Is it possible to increase local content while retaining our competitiveness? Uh, a recent study by uh, EUSA Partners for Growth, uh, which is a project uh, that is sponsored by the EU Chamber, looked at this. And I'm joined now by Laura Line, Laura Kaziboni, economist at DNA Economics, a private economic consulting firm uh, out of Pretoria. Laura, welcome. Uh, according to independent research organization who owns whom the eu is our largest trading partner and the biggest source of foreign direct investment into the country over a thousand eu companies active in south africa so a pretty important uh, grouping uh, the eu chamber obviously has a vested interest to ensure we source as much externally as possible though uh, how was this study constructed uh, good evening to you michael and your listeners um, so you're right, you know, in saying that the EU plays a very key role um, in investment and trade for South Africa. And in thinking about this study, uh, we identified um, the fact that, you know, one of the barriers to investment, it appears, um, is local content policies. Um, so we designed a survey that, you know, we rolled out to about 14 EU businesses that are based in South Africa um, that employ close to 900 local staff. Um, so we thought it would be important to speak to these companies, you know, that are involved in the transport sector, renewable energy, and water sector to try and understand exactly how, you know, the local content policies are impacting their investment decisions. And, and bottom line, what are they saying about these local content regula- regulations and requirements? So interestingly, we've got a set of mixed outcomes. Um, so obviously, you know, local content policy that has delivered on some of government's expectations around increasing foreign investment, uh, creating jobs, um, facilitating skill development and technology transfers. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, there are certain issues or constraints that have hampered, you know, um, how successful local content policy has been. And unfortunately, you know, it has resulted in a deep, an increase of, you know, cost of production that amounts to about 10%. 10% is a massive increase in your cost of production in order to uh, support a, a local procurement policy. Just uh, in conclusion, because we've uh, run out of time, what are what are the major issues uh, that are leading to this increase? Uh, is it just the fact that uh, we don't have the local suppliers that are mm-hmm. at a globally competitive level? What's the main issue? So on the one side, it is related to supply-side issues that like you've mentioned. Um, so South Africa has, you know, in some instances, weak capabilities and capacity to meet the requirements for these um, international companies. But at the same time, there have been delays around, you know, signing of power purchase agreements uh, by ESCOM, uh, delays in auctioning the next renewable energy projects, as well as, you know, the declining demand in public infrastructure. Uh, so hopefully, you know, as this uh, economic recovery plan is being rolled out, it will provide an opportunity for government to refine how they are implementing local content policy um, to ensure that, you know, these benefits are wide um, given, you know, that we're running a tight fiscal space. Laura Kaziboni, economist at DNA Economics, uh, talking about our local content policy and what uh, some of the biggest EU companies are saying about it. Some benefits, uh, but certainly some work still to do to ensure that we don't procure locally at the expense of our global competitiveness.